Cool. doing like emotionally um he was better than i thought he would be but he actually finished god of war that night so after oh, really? they lost then that's what he did and so he earned his trophy and platinum trophy <laughs> but he platinumed it i think so <laughs> oh elisa that's wild i know so he's pretty happy after that he says the game that he kind of talked about last time where they lost after a 26-point lead is when he was the worst. So, okay, like, that loss wasn't as bad. But then he got the Platinum Trophy. <laughs> so, uh, when was that? Two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago that he got the Platinum? Yeah, maybe, like, less, maybe a week and a half. Yeah. Okay. I think I need to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. The way that we sound right now makes it sound like the, the episode that we just recorded was a disaster, but it was actually really great. I think we're both just, like, a bit beat. It's, yeah. It was This is our longest episode ever. Everyone, you'll be happy to know. Uh, and uh, it's also uh, happy 4th of July. 4th of July Me is too. tomorrow. So we dressed for the occasion. I'm wearing a little red bow. She's a wearing blue a, bow. a blue one. Uh, everyone here is wearing red, white, and blue. We're feeling very patriotic. Um, and our guest today is my wife, Chen, who is Chinese. Uh, her name is Chen Shen. And uh, uh, July 1st was actually the 100th year anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. So we thought it would be an interesting mix of, of people and cultures around the table. Holidays. So... I know you're all going to love this episode. We get into some really interesting topics. I also want to say there's a point in the episode where uh, I, I say something to the effect of, oh, we're going to cut this out. We're not actually cutting it out. <laughs> Don't worry. We got Chen's permission to, to keep it in the recording. So you'll all have fun with that. Please look forward to it. Be a good one. Uh, also, hey, I'm Ryland Deemer. <laughs> and I'm Elisa Wildey. Welcome to the wardrobe. This is the Who You Know podcast. So uh, have fun getting to know my wife, Chen Shen. I like that. <laughs> yep. There is a quite a long pause in there, but. Yeah, we, we can. We can min minimize it. Boom. Elisa, do you feel that? Um, I feel it. Wait, don't say anything. <laughs> I can feel so much power radiating from our guest chair. I feel beauty, intelligence, um, poise, style, wit. Because our guest today is the one and only Chen Shen. Otherwise known as my former coworker and wife. <laughs> Welcome. Glad to be here. We're Hi. happy to have you. Yay! That was a nice introduction. 
Well, loved it. That's just how I felt about it. Oh, yeah. that's cute. <laughs> um, yeah, we're so excited to have you here, and very honored as well that you're you're joining us on the podcast. Welcome to Who You Know. Welcome to the wardrobe. From my wardrobe, the clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for the audience's benefit, uh, the the clothes that are on Elisa's side over here are actually Chen's clothes. So we've been uh, uh, blessed by Chen's graciousness to to let us borrow her dresses. Yes, thank every you. week for the podcast, and we will continue doing so because they look amazing. Oh yay! Yeah, hope everybody likes them. Uh, yeah, I certainly do. <laughs> yeah, uh, but while we were picking out these clothes, there is like a section of your closet that we, I couldn't pick from, right? Because there was like, those are like your... Collectibles. Collectibles, okay, yeah. And so maybe, I don't know, I might just dive into yeah. this right now. So um, one thing that made me think of is what makes you want to purchase something like a collectible item and maybe more so i'm wondering do you wear often or is there like a certain occasion you choose to wear those types of clothes oh those are the items i think i'll have forever oh okay. and if we actually have children they like the clothing i'm more than happy to pass it on to the Aww. to our children in the future yeah so do you wear them though or this is like... one of the yeah one of the pieces in this okay. in the collection yeah so and who, who are you wearing yeah. Alexander McQueen, the second designer, Sarah Burton, and she's one of my favorite designers right now. And I was actually quite concerned, panicked after Claire Keller left Givenchy. She was a designer for Meghan Markle's wedding dress. But because right now the fashion industry have a different sense of um, beauty and trend, a lot of the pieces are focusing on athleisure or streetwear with huge logos. So I think I want to give a shout out to some of the my favorite designers in the market, and I'm terrified that one day I would not be able to purchase their pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, because so like, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Alexander McQueen? He's passed away, right? So there are no like new pieces from him, right? Yeah. So Sarah Byrne is the current um, creative director for oh. um, Alexander McQueen. Okay. And this is actually the only piece I can still fit in after gaining so much weight during the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> the found the found, uh, founding creator, um, Lee Alexander McQueen, he's actually started his work as apprentice in one of the most prestigious um, bespoke menswear uh, Row, Savile Road in London. Okay. So he started as apprentice um, tailor and cutter. So all of the pieces, even for ready to wear, is precisely measured and no one millimeter, more or less, oh. fits everybody like a glove. That's why they did not tolerate my game, weight gain. <laughs> this is the only piece that still fits in, but. From several years ago, but I'm happy to still have them. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. What started your appreciation for like designers and like the fashion industry in general? I think probably from my grandma on my dad's side, um, because um, she used to be a tailor in one of the small boutique shops. 
And at that time, they have uh, my grandparents have four children, and they also support financially support the parents on both sides at that time. Okay. So there's not much money around, but my grandma would always do make her own stuff, yeah. and still it's a it's a sense of decency and how you actually present yourself to the world in the sense that even without much resources, she still tries her best to look the best that she can and trying to find her best version every single day. Cool. You know, we've like, I mean, we've had conversations about like what our dream jobs would be. Like if we could just snap our fingers and, you know, kind of be doing something that, that would really fulfill like our inner passions. And, and you had talked a bit about like maybe fashion design or, or something of that nature. Yeah, or, I thought about that as well. So I think probably being stylist would be the more approachable way. Just have an eye for to like choreograph and making sure that every single piece fall falling to together with a theme or fits into a certain occasion. Occasion, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So is that like do you also have favorite stylists versus like designers? Do you know? Do you follow that? Yes. Well? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are doing really good job. I think I think right now because the market industry has become more and more commercialized, um, more superstars, celebrities actually use um, stylists before they have almost any public events. Yeah. So that has been created some good, uh, <clears throat> great growth in the business. Yeah, I've, I almost see, because I follow celebrities on like social media, I almost see like styled by and then you can like go to their profile. And, and make up here by, yeah, so it's a yeah. good industry for lots of creatives. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I never think to do that. But I mean, I assume like a lot of uh, like male YouTubers and stuff do makeup. Yeah. And probably if we upgrade our camera, <laughs> I might need to do some. But right now I'm just kind of blurred out, so it's fine. <laughs> but um, I, guess, I guess you know, adjacent to fashion in general, there there also is like the entire makeup and cosmetics industry. The whole glam team that typically. Yeah. Um... I think most of celebrities they they use two to three hours sitting on a chair, from when they after shower to wow. when they before they step out to the public before the cameras, and also that's why everything you see is not necessarily true. Every single person <laughs> would take a month of talents and efforts to look the way they are. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I get frustrated just like shaving, <laughs> so I can't imagine like needing to sit for three hours. Even if somebody else is doing that makeup for me. I was going to say, like, at least I'm not having to comb my hair, straighten my hair, curl my hair. At least someone else is doing it. And then I'm on my phone or mm -hmm. I don't know what else I would do during that long period of time. I could watch a whole movie. And do you have, like, a uh, favorite cosmetic, um, I don't know if designer is the right word, but cosmetic companies or... Shout out to Lisa Aldridge. She's one of my favorite um, makeup artists. She's based in London as well. And um, basically, I think I learned a lot of how to do makeup from her tutorials online. And I'm very passionate about her own independent brands of uh, makeup. So typically, it's very hard to actually, because makeup industry, if you look at the whole industry, is likely to be owned by two or three gigantic companies. Like L'Oreal, Esther Lauder, every every um, under that company, there's umbrella sort of all kinds of brands that you can choose from. 
So consumers typically think they actually have quite a bit of choices,、mm-hmm. but technically, no. You are really choosing be- among three or four、mm-hmm. gigantic companies, and it's extremely hard to actually starting to do something completely your way,、um, not backed by、uh, by any other financial institutions.、Mm-hmm. So Lisa actually started. I think she started her own brand using all of her own money. And basically, all the initial production, everything is、um, with all the reliable labs she has worked with in the industry, and all started with small batches of products.、Mm. And so, I'm very happy to see her product line keep growing, and I try to purchase as much as I can every single season when she has new creations.、Mm-hmm. Cool. And with with like the YouTuber era that we're in, are we seeing like a renaissance of of other like independently owned cosmetic? Companies now, like I, I can think of a couple of YouTubers off the top of my head that I know have released products,、um, and maybe I won't name them. But、uh, are you thinking about Jeffrey Star? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them, yeah. But yeah,、uh, I, I guess from from like an outsider's perspective, it's not clear to me if they're truly doing their own independent thing or if this is something that like they partner with, like a larger cosmetic company, like one of the big players that you. You touched on, yeah. Typically, with certain brands, you there's always、um, seasons of collaborations throughout the calendar, and you actually get to see it. Like for example, Morphe partnered with like James Charles, or who Jeffrey Star, whomever. Sometimes,、um, even for the ownership, it's quite difficult to see that as well,、um, because, for example, I think for Jeffrey Star, although is her is her name on the brand. There are、um, investors initially in the business, and they also take a certain share of the、um, of the profit out of from that.、Mm-hmm. So it's very very hard to actually to see somebody who are actually doing it one hundred percent, all the blood sweat tears, fully responsible for a whole brand.、Mm-hmm. Wow, that feels it feels like a lot to start a business anyway. Like to me, when you said.、Um, I forget her name now. Lisa Aldridge. Yeah. Yep. It, she, the fact that she can start it herself, I feel like any business is hard to start her, yourself. But like, yeah, I guess makeup is difficult to get yeah, into anyway. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like for antitrust, right? To to a certain point that when you grow to a certain point, you just keep the bigger companies just keep buying the newer brand coming up to the market. One after one after one. So I think one of the more recent acquisition was well, actually a couple of years ago, like、um, Astrolaurus acquisition for Ordinary, and the founder had a very interesting personality. May or may not fit into the norm of the industry,、mm-hmm. and it led out to a quite, quite bad publicity、um, mm-hmm. in the industry. But it's certainly how things has been coming up again and again.、Um, Lots of the Creators themselves are no longer involved with the named brands they are involved with. For example, Bobby Brown and Joe Malone for a、um, perfume. After the purchase, it just basically got bought out, and、mm-hmm. it's very hard for the creators to try to start at all over again as well. So it's it's like the name and maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe the likeness of the person is still like attached to the product, but. They don't have any actual ownership or control over、mm-hmm. some of it. Yeah, creative direction, everything—it's all、mm, commercialized、mm. by the bigger corporations. Wild, and I like. 
you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about fashion is because uh, one of the first things about you that that caught my attention uh, was your sense of style. So, you know, I've always really admired that part of you. And um, I wouldn't say it's like why we started dating or anything <laughs> like that monumental, but uh, certainly it was, you know, it, it caught some attention from me. Um, so maybe one question for me that I have is, do you think Rylan is stylish on your end? <laughs> he thought you were. <laughs> he certainly has his own taste in certain things. And um, I do admire that for sometimes we actually have a pretty big overlap of the things we like. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes there's always arguments too, but... <laughs> But I think that's that's the thing, right? We're two very different individuals. We do appreciate each other's perspective. Gotcha. Are mm -hmm. any of you ever like, you're gonna wear that? Like, do you ever say that to each other? <laughs> um. Well, I know there uh, there have been a, a few times going both directions where like one of us has gifted something oh, to the right. other. Like, I know I've gifted you some jewelry. And like a, a clutch, kids. maybe that like like you just never have worn them that I've noticed, <laughs> and and then vice versa. Like there's like a hat that's somewhere upstairs that you never you never wore. Yeah, I will never touch. It's me, by the way. So <laughs> sure, but it's not. It doesn't. Style, it do, yeah. yeah, it doesn't fit me. Uh, not fit. It doesn't. Uh, it's not my style. Yeah. Yeah. That's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, I think that's the thing of like in a relationship that keeps evolving, right? So I think I remember one of the biggest gifts Ryan ever got me initially was a very thoughtful gift. He knew I like candles. Yeah, I still keep a good candle selection, so we can burn different scents throughout the year. So the first gift he gift he got me is like candle making kit with three very detailed tutorials, like three separate okay. books on how to make it and a whole set. To make it wax and everything like yeah. containers all together i'm not didn't even look through what's in the kit yeah i don't think you <laughs> and even now it. after <laughs> after we're having together for so long he just buy me special edition limited edition deep tea candles now oh. that's right mm -hmm. i like those too and and you almost never actually burn them so they are still like the collection. a collection yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what um how do you choose the next candle you burn there's certain like ooh the scent catches my eye yeah catches okay. your brain yeah. it's actually really interesting like the scent actually i think it brings you to a specific area of the brain yeah. that bring up some memories some feelings that if i still remember actually i still remember the scent when i went to grass green arizona like it's the time after the sun has set before it's going to night so that time period because the extreme heat is fading away, there's a certain scent in the air. I still remember all throughout the time. And um, even when I go back to Arizona from time to time, I still recall that and feel that familiarity and that nostalgia when I, when I smell that scent. Wow. There, there is something about scent. Um, I remember reading, I don't, I don't know if this was like an official peer-reviewed article or just some like pop culture thing, um, but like the way that you form memories and, and the way that ties to your olfactory sensors is 
is much stronger than your other senses. So, so sense can really like bring you back in time to something that you've experienced before. And also leave some space for your imagination too, right? It's not something you actually see visually or music you hear directly. There is certain area of space that you can smell the scent and imagine. Oh, I feel like this. I feel this is the environment the sense is trying to bring me to,、mm-hmm. and have that experience just from one tiny thing, yeah, from the nostrils. Yeah, definitely.、Um, I feel like this got started because Rylan said your style attracted him. I don't know how we got to candles, but we got there. But also, <laughs> I wanted to go the other way, so I'm just gonna do it now.、Okay. What like caught your eye about him first? Like, what made you think I want to date this guy? It's actually quite interesting because、um, even right now, how we think about things is similar. How similar we think is astonishing. <laughs> So, for example, yesterday we were at the bar,、yeah. at the second bar. You were there as well, right? right? So we didn't have a menu. I just told him I want a cocktail. Yeah. And after your dad brought up、uh, a menu for us, and we look at it, I'm like, and you're like,、um, oh, we choose our the thing we want. And I say, okay, this is a cocktail I want. I'm not sure、yeah. if Ryan is going to get it, but I think he may get it. And that is the cocktail he brought me. It was. It was awesome. Cause like, I was questioning it. Cause I'm like, wait, you didn't tell him which one you wanted? Because we didn't have a menu at that time. Remember? Right, yeah, we yeah. don't know. We just told him very, very vague instructions. I want a cocktail, and he brought up the exact one I want. <laughs> yeah, he's psychic, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that that's part of like just knowing you for a long time. I think, but, um. Even without like really thinking about your tastes, just everything about that cocktail, I was like, okay, she's intuitive. Love yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, and also very interesting because if you see our background, everything is so completely different. But it's also how it's even more striking of how similar we think about things.、Okay. So basically, if there's a certain situation, I want, I need someone to help me、um, manage it. I'm fully confident in. Rather than doing it completely, and I have a feeling the outcome was very similar to what I expected. Gotcha. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So you kind of appreciated how you guys both thought similarly, and that、mm-hmm. worked out well. Yeah.、So. Even th- because we worked together f- as friends for quite a bit of time, and even from like some big group meetings, there will be certain situations I'll feel that, oh, he just responded with a comment that I plan to say. Yeah. So that's what caught my attention. Okay, so like, how did you guys start dating then? Like, who asked who? Like, how many? I don't know. Was there a, a date that started it? Um, got rejected first. Yep, you <laughs> definitely rejected me. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um. Well, and what what was funny is, uh, like, like I, I mentioned at the outset, we used to be coworkers. That's, That's actually, actually how we met. I interviewed、yeah. her for the role. I wasn't her manager or anything, but I was one of the、um, interviewers. Yeah, yeah, one of the interviewers. And、um, you know, we brought her on. I gave the thumbs up, <laughs> and、um, and we were friends for a long time before we started dating. And I don't remember when I first like made an advance.、Um, 
but there was definitely hesitation on your part and and jogged my memory but i think it was because we were coworkers, and obviously that that's like a risky situation lisa right. you might yeah you might same have felt, situation yeah. <laughs> um yeah and, and I, I, I was also just coming off from a longer term uh, relationship too so it was like yeah this yeah. is the last thing i want to think about right now mm-hmm. gotcha mm-hmm. so then how long after getting rejected <laughs> did you wait to ask for another date <laughs> did it work like that well it was it was interesting <laughs> because uh you know me and chen it, it's not like we were budding around just the two of us uh we also had two other friends on the team and the four of us were like doing everything together you know, right. we were going on trips um before we started dating we went to visit my parents in michigan and so, yeah, she met my parents before we started dating. I met hers before we started dating. Okay. We were friends with, you know, for years. And, um, you know, the, the attraction persisted, and I She's did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rylan kind of mentioned, like, when you guys started dating, you were still coworkers, and you guys kind of hid that for a little bit. Is that right? Like that you were dating, mm-hmm. like how, how was that? I don't know. Like, how did you, how long did that last? Maybe several months. I think okay. we actually broke up once in the, in the middle of it. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, I think several months before okay. we actually brought up to the team and other friends like, oh, we're actually dating. Yeah. So. I actually was going to ask, like, was it difficult on your relationship to be hiding it? Do you think? It's actually quite interesting. I feel it's actually the other way. Oh. Because you feel like you are in this secretive mission together, and sometimes you have to find, like, date spots during the day that you can meet (laughs) somewhere in the building without, like, other people noticing at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually quite interesting initially. But then I think once everything start, starts to stabilize, I think mm, probably it may be a long-term thing, so we probably need to come clean first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people like the the sneaking around kind of thing. I actually think I don't very much. I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I don't like the hiding aspect of it, but what I really, really enjoyed was once we decided to like let people know i love watching the expressions when they realize that we've been dating like right under their noses the whole time that to me is the thrill is the reveal were they surprised or were they like oh yeah it was obvious oh very surprised i think i think only one person wasn't surprised and it was because we we kind of showed him that i mean that sounds gross but we kind of like showed him in a very obvious way that like there was something deeper going on so he he knew mm-hmm. but i don't think anyone else on the team even even um our two friends that we buddied around with a lot i don't think they knew um we were really good at it so it was yes. a lot of fun yeah. and, and, we, and it's not like we announced it either like at a podium so yeah. one by one you actually watch their yeah. div- we want to do it respectively, so you tell one-to-one, have one-to-one-on-one conversations with everybody. Right. I'm and just, everybody's reactions are quite different. 
So I'm like imagining you two going like cube to cube. Not that <laughs> you want to sit down, have a conversation. I'm I'm trying to remember any specific instances. Um But was that like at work or outside of work? A little of both. Okay. Yeah. We we told our two friends over like a, a brunch or something. Okay. At like a Greek restaurant. And um yeah, it was just a real joy. There was like a, a multi-week period where like a person would find out here and there. And yeah. Every time it's just so different. I yeah. I love that. Like the sneaking around part was fine, but like I, I prefer <laughs> I, I prefer to like yeah yeah and and I but I prefer to just like uh, let it all hang out or whatever. Yep. Um, making out in the stairwells was fun though. So. <laughs> <laughs> We can we can cut that. I was gonna ask if that happened, but anyway, <laughs> we can move on. Um, okay, so how long did you guys date before we got married? Two well, years. Okay, yeah, two years before. Okay, yeah. did Rylan propose? Mm-hmm. What was that? With a like? pop and help from Audrey. Oh, Audrey's our have... cat. Yes. Okay. I wish she would make an appearance. But no, I'm actually really surprised that she hasn't joined the podcast because she like comes down here and sits on us when we're just like setting up and sound checking. She must be scared of the camera. Yeah, as soon as <laughs> as soon as it starts recording, she's like out of frame. Um, okay. But can you describe it a little more? So Ryan was in between jobs at that time. Mm -hmm. So he made, however, he made a reservation at one of the rather expensive restaurants with wine pairing that okay. day. So I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but nothing happened at the restaurant. We just had a good time. Okay. And it was a total fake out. <laughs> And after we got home, I noticed that Audrey was walking really weirdly towards me very slowly, just tumbling around very awkwardly. <laughs> and I noticed there's something on her neck. Oh. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, what happened, Audrey? And then I opened it up. It's a, it's a ring. And then I kneeled down and asked. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, we're all both in, we are at our apartment in Chicago and in our PJs and all comfy oh. and trying to see what's going on with Audrey. Oh, I love And notably, it was also Amazon purchased $20 ring and doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't have as much commercial value. But I said yes anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it would be wise to buy a, a full price ring when I wasn't like actually employed. Yeah, and, then, and, and then was a I replaced the too. Amazon. Yeah. I replaced the Amazon ring after I I got this job. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and also I'm a very picky bitch, so probably a better idea <laughs> that we actually make a decision together, so he mm. doesn't waste much much money in something yeah. I'll hate. That's what I thought you were going for, but mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense too. Oh my gosh! But so then, how long had you guys had Audrey? Do you have both? Of your cats by then? Yeah, we got them both okay. uh, a day apart. Within 24 hours, yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, I don't know. You, you're better at dates than I am. How long did we have? Did we have? Did we had have? them in, um, for Thanksgiving in 2018, I think. And I proposed 2019. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it's one of the neighborhood good、um, cat shelter called Cat Cave. In、uh, Lakeview in Chicago, we're giving nothing but shoutouts today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are meaningful spots for us. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, and and Audrey at that time she like wore a collar. So what I did is I had the ring like inside of a little pouch, and I tied the pouch to her collar. And she was like, she just felt super awkward having、yeah. it around her neck. So she walked into the room so goofy. I'm surprised she walked. I feel like cats with stuff on them, they're like fall off away. <laughs> Yeah, they just like fall. They're like, "Get this、yeah. off of me!" Kick it. No, she was she was the perfect accomplice. And you had never had cats before these cats, right? So, did Rylan like beg you for these cats, or did yeah, he want wanted、them? cats for a very long period of time? Okay, we actually went to several different shelters and looked、okay. for cats. Were you nervous to get a cat or not? Because I only had dogs growing up, so I never had experience raising cats. But once you have them, <laughs> they are inseparable right now. I think I was actually every single day I'm dreadful that、um, one day they may pass before us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, how are we going to handle that? There's just、mm-hmm. so painful. I cannot imagine a world without them. Yeah, I I, I think about it often because I'm morbid, as most actuaries are, and.、Yep. Yeah, it's emotional just like imagining the scenario. Yes.、And、so it's gonna be hard. Yeah.、Um, but I think the good thing is probably with having pets. That's one of the things that you just cannot avoid, right?、Mm-hmm. And it would actually be better way if we can service them to their last breath. Yeah. We、and、can take good care of them until their very last moments. Yep.、Yeah, make them happy for the rest of their lives. You know, and they they take care of us too. Like、mm-hmm. we would have such a. Good, Hard time during COVID without the girls. Yeah, it would have been way more stressful just the two of us. But having like the girls there with us, really. Yeah, you do feel、really. like you have a purpose every single day. You have to wake up because、oh. then you have to feed them three or four meals, wet food, and plus free flow, dry、mm-hmm. food, and treats and playtime. So it keeps us very engaged and have a purpose during those like. Long, long, long months without, without knowing anything at all. Yeah, yeah. then even outside of the pandemic,、um, like Chen and I don't have a lot of、uh, shared interests. You know, we talk a lot about fashion and cosmetics and、um, things like that. Whereas I'm, I'm a gamer boy, <laughs> and I don't play games. Yeah, yeah.、Right. Well, you you play board games,、um, but but video games definitely not, and. Um, but we really bond over over our cats, and、yeah. love spending time with them. Talk about them all the time. Take photos, send photos to each other of cats, even、oh. though we're like in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, I'm not sure if you and Dan do that. Like, if you go to a restaurant, would you start to talk about Jackson? Blah blah、um, blah. I you... found this thing maybe maybe good for him. Well, usually it's when we're on vacation. We just talk about how much we miss him. Oh, and like、mm. we can't wait for people to send us photos when Updates, they're like taking yeah, care、uh-huh. of him. Yeah, that's um. While we're in the same apartment together, we'll send like Snapchats back and forth of like if he's sleeping on our lap, like haha, he's sleeping on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the more、yeah. favorite one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Audrey did it for you. you she made you say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, two hours. That, that was it.、Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, 
Did you get married pretty soon after the proposal then? And mm-hmm. like you had to move soon after that. Yeah. Or? Yeah. It was uh it was kind of a whirlwind. So after the proposal, we He got a job. Yeah, I got a job and we realized okay. like in order for things to work out logistically and and I won't get into the details because it, it's quite boring, but <laughs> Uh, in order for it to work out logistically, we would need to like get married then so that we could get everything like transferred over quickly yeah. enough after I moved here. Okay. So um, we're, we're still in the Midwest, but now we're on like the western end of the Midwest. And there's like a period of time when I moved here, when Chen wasn't able to come over right away. Yeah. So you were flying back and forth initially, and I was flying back and forth afterwards until we moved the households there. Yeah. yeah. Was that period of time hard on you guys? I think it was hard on me. I don't think it was, as I recall, hard on you, but... <laughs> <laughs> you just went with it. No, I think it's it's interesting because I think sometimes, you know, a couple have to go through some stressful period to actually know how the other person operates under stress. Yeah. So I think I do actually appreciate that experience that because we have been in Chicago for all all together for that the whole of our relationship. That was the only time we were actually doing a bit of space that we don't have each other mm-hmm. along your side four days mm-hmm. together yeah so it was a quite interesting experience to see how we responded to it yeah and luckily it didn't change anything mm-hmm. seems like so did anything married, so. did anything <laughs> stand out to you as far as like um like my reaction to that period or your reaction to that period like i think specific? that's where you discover podcasts altogether, right Mm, yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually a really good point that I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, yeah, because there are new channels of communication, but I think that was a time change your perspective on podcasts altogether that you feel like it's actually kind of interesting community building kind of experience rather than just, you know, famous people being interviewed, talking to, you know, flashy things that may or may not be relevant to people's regular lives. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, like, pseudo-social aspect to it where, um, I mean, when I first moved here, before you were able to come, I didn't have any friends here either, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so I, just for company, I was listening to podcast after podcast after podcast just to feel like there were humans around. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely where I, I found my love of podcasts. Did you? Yeah, I was thinking like maybe that helped ease some of your stress, and maybe this it was stress of like not knowing what to do. So could mm-hmm. you tell that he was stressed? Like, yeah, he requested to... to have the cats with him early, oh. <laughs> earlier than expected. <laughs> so we drove with. Um, I think we rented a SUV and basically drove the cats along with no human furniture, all cats furniture and litter boxes yeah. to first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, and how, then how, well, how soon? How soon did everything else follow the cats? <laughs> Probably within three months. I came okay, afterwards still, as well. Yeah, decent period of time. Yeah, and then I mean, it's, it's just, just been, been so. Everyone, everyone knows it's just been wild. So so we fully transitioned Chen here 
in November of 2019. And then, of course, four, four months later... COVID happened. Sorry, the, the screen just blinked. Yeah, I'm, like, sweating about whether it's still recording. Okay, good, it is. We'll, we'll leave that in. We're amateurs, and you should know it. Um, yeah, and then COVID hit uh, in, what, mid-March? So we really didn't get much of a chance to see where where we live there you are doxing us we didn't get to see where we live um we didn't get to form like very close friendships before that i mean you know we were friends and i was friends with coworkers and all that but uh it's different like not having a chance to really like sit down and talk bent yeah so it was a it was a strange period because we we were here no close friends, little apartment, you know, before we got this place. Just, and just the, the two of us, yeah, and yeah. the cats, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so when did you say you got married in November 2019? Uh, no, we got married March, March 2019. 20. November's okay. when, when Chen was able Move, to come yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so you've been married for a little bit, too. I was going to say, like, I feel like the pandemic was also like a struggle on couples or it was like a bonding strengthening time too so that was probably an interesting time to experience just each other as yeah. well as like your companion this it is was, who you have it, it is certainly um it required creativity to get through i remember like for valentine's day uh was it last year times weird <laughs> I think, I think it was, it was Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day last year. This like, year. well, we can't. It's yeah, February. Yeah, yeah so this year maybe. Been, yeah, yeah. hasn't been shut down yet. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah so I, I remember like, okay, we, we can't go out. Like, everything's closed. And we already cooked all the meals we can think about, learn new recipes, <laughs> and guys right. take out as much as possible. What else can we do inside? Yeah, so we did like that virtual cooking class. Mm -hmm. And. Or was, or was that for our anniversary? anniversary. That was for our anniversary. I think I think, I think Valentine's Day was the yeah the astrologer, yeah, the yeah. virtual astrologer. Yeah. And yeah, just finding like little interesting things that that keeps it like fresh in some way, even though we're like locked inside the whole time. That's still pretty good risotto. Yeah, that risotto <laughs> that we cooked. Oh, that was the best. So yeah. It was honestly the best. Gotta make that again soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll invite you guys over and make a grand risotto. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to jump around here, but still on topic of marriage, I guess. Um, was your, like, what were your guys' family's reactions to getting married or the proposal or were they expecting it? Were they excited? They are, yeah, they're Yeah, they are up to speed of what's going on in our lives. So, uh -huh. and they are aware of this is, Likely to happen soon. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that? Did, I mean, your parents obviously don't know me very well, and everything they know about me is from the brief meeting I had with them before we started dating, and then anything that you've shared with them. So, you know, did it? I, I assume it didn't come as a surprise, but you know, what were their their thoughts on like how? You know, did they have any thoughts on like how quickly 
things went from like proposal to marriage or no Nothing. <laughs> Don't you? Think? Yeah, I think it's an ideal situation because all the information got filtered by me. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> it's an yeah. ideal in law situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the filter and screen the message. I think, no, I think they are fully aware of it and they knew it's likely to happen and then it happened. Gotcha. I think it would be more, they would be probably more surprised if it didn't happen or something went wrong. Mm. Right? So, I think they are pretty. Excited about it and wish us the best. Yeah, and my parents love Jen, like absolutely. Yeah. And we just not probably not hundred percent on the fact I didn't change my last name. Right, that's <laughs> that. I mean, that's my fault though, and they know that. So why is it your fault? Well, because okay, so when we got married, Chen was she was asking me like about changing her name. She's going to take my last name, so she would be Chen Beamer. Uh, and, and I was like, like well, well, it's kind of a hassle, and you have to like contact your bank and like let them know, and like contact Social everyone, security, and like yeah, the government have to change it with your employer, and it's just a hassle, and I don't really care, and and I know my family doesn't care either. Like I said that, not knowing that my family cares, so, so they they still like when, and it's not a big deal. So yeah, audience. They're fine. This but is like, minor. Yeah, this is super minor. I just like, received mails with Chen Deemer. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan Deemer. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're a little more traditional than I, I was remembering, but it's fine. It's funny. And I certainly don't care. And and my family also knows that I'm definitely the, the person to be like, yeah, I think they're like this. Without <laughs> so it is what it is. Yeah. That's funny, though. Yeah, and also the thing is, in China, it's very uncommon for women to actually change their last names. Okay. Because it is culturally, like, this is just, like, where you are born. It's, yeah. like, a very objective thing. You are your mom and dad's children for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. whether anybody likes it or not. It's a very objective fact. So, technically, the woman wouldn't, wouldn't change last names at all. So where does your last name come from, I guess? My my dad. Okay. Yeah. So for our children, we'll certainly take Dimmer as their last names. Okay, yep. So our cats. So that's... is it always in China that the um, like the father's name passes down? To the Typically, child? there are some more con- uh, contemporary households. They sometimes do negotiate and switch or mm-hmm. couples agreement. But most likely, it's the father's last name passed, gets passed down. And you said, like, yeah. some contemporary households uh, do it differently. Is that is that a fairly new development in China? I think historically, there has always been some, but it's just very rare. It's still probably, like, less than 5% of households would do that. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the mom's last names. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's similar here. Like, if the parents weren't married or if they had different last names, they would still take the father's unless like the father wasn't in the picture. Then I feel like they would mm-hmm. yeah. take the mom's, but yeah, certainly I guess that's traditional. <laughs> but. And I, I, one of the things that, that always really fascinates me is cultural differences just in general. Um, so like bringing up, how how like last names are are transferred or not like that obviously differs from our cultures and um 
today is the day before the 4th of July. Yes. I don't know if you guys thought we looked funny, but happy fourth. Yeah, I'm I'm Being wearing festive. I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know if it's showing up in the We're camera, sure but I'm wearing like a red ribbon. We got a blue one over here. We're all wearing red, white, and blue. Yeah. Um I guess I made it. <laughs> and and the other notable date uh that just happened, July first, uh twenty twenty one was the one hundred year anniversary of the Chinese Chinese yeah. party. Mm-hmm. So we've got two big, very different but very big yeah. things yeah. <laughs> happening within a week. Yeah, yeah. So for people like Chinese people living in the U.S., are they going to celebrate both? Do you celebrate the Fourth of July like everyone else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fireworks, barbecue. That's yep. typical to how people do it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Were there celebrations then also for the hundredth anniversary? In China, yes, okay. there's huge celebrations. I think I'm pretty sure that's the biggest political parties worldwide. They have like over 95 million party members okay. for the Communist Party. And um, if we look at political merits, they did okay for the Chinese people, pretty good for Chinese people, <laughs> right? Economically speaking. And um, so there's a huge, huge celebrations probably within the past week altogether every um every single city um, municipals and um, provinces are all celebrating it how do they like what does the celebrations look like what do people do yeah typically in the form of more <laughs> um traditional and formal way like conferences and oh, okay. learning of the history gotcha. of the party so i think a hundred years old ago, for the first meeting, there were only, I think, 50 party members. And you see how much it has grown over the years. And a hundred years ago, look at where China was, technically speaking, at that period of time. It was still very much in poverty and still trying to find its own identity. I think sometimes, sometimes I think, I'm not sure if it's, American narrative, typically how you actually have a very good righteous character, but also there's always enemy. There's mm-hmm. always a dark side in every story. There's always to have to be a good one and a bad one. So in the scenario of Chinese Communist Party, a lot of the time it's being criticized in a way that's the bad bad enemy in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I think for most more, I cannot say speak to that much bigger population <laughs> for more of Chinese people. I think technically we think view it in a way that history has its own flow. Time mm-hmm. has its own flow. A hundred years ago, um, Chinese China actually went through all of the changes. Every single political system you can think about trial, British way, um, still keeping the emperors and empresses, okay. and then trying to the, the, democratic and uh, capitalism way that is um, the start of Taiwan <laughs> and that, that party actually tried very hard to use that approach and different ways um, military um, ruled way and communist party that was actually the one that was able to lift so many people out from poverty mm-hmm. so I think in terms of merits and looking at a long-term historical narr- narrative I still think that 
they have done a pretty amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody tried to do the same thing, generations and generations from different perspective, the elites, the emperors. Yeah. Nobody was able to achieve what has happened so far after a hundred years. So there's certain merits to it, right? Um, I think there is some narrative in t- terms of the current rivalry between China and the U.S. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to see it more during throughout the century. I think um, there are some good things coming out of it, right? It may be a good cycle of competition. Mm-hmm. Whoever can bring them better lives, build, provide better systems for your people, yeah. would would win. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, um, oh, sorry again. <laughs> you know, I I'm very proud of America, and I love my country. And it's so interesting, like how different our countries are. And Chen obviously has a lot of like pride in her country as well. Mm-hmm. And they're just the, the way that they govern and the culture of the people <clears throat> is just so fundamentally different. And so, um, <clears throat> God. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think, think I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. You're okay. Um, no, I'm fine. I. I, I guess maybe it would be fun to to kind of explore a bit like some of the the differences in how our countries celebrate things. Um, you know, you you already brought up like what they do for celebrating the the anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. Yep. Um, but what about like other holidays? Because I know, like in the U.S., uh, some of our major holidays. Um, at, at least, you know, in the family that I grew up in is like Christmas, which is something that's celebrated by uh, religious people and non-religious people um, alike, and um, Thanksgiving. So, so like these kind of traditional American holidays. What is your experience of those holidays, like now that, that we're a couple? Like, like, what is that like for you, going to my family? For, for things like yeah, I think it's typically similar situation. I think I actually felt quite at home um, for American way of celebration <coughs> okay. because typically for festival festivals, you, you in China you're supposed to spend the time with your friends and your family, mostly family. Yeah. yeah. So it's a similar situation. It's just that we don't celebrate Thanksgiving because that's. Um, controversial event, historical event did not happen <laughs> in China. <laughs> right. right. So we don't celebrate um, Thanksgiving. And for Christmas, it's not becoming more commercialized. It's not that it's not like a um, spring festival, Lunar New Year in China that you celebrate with your family, but more like younger people would actually go out to almost like a carnival. Like you have fun yeah. partying outside, go to clubs and dance. Yeah, that type of celebration instead of a more choir quiet and spending the time with your family type of thing. And do you, like, you, you've talked about, like, the red envelope thing before. Like, what holidays, well, first, can you, like, explain what that is for the, the viewers? And then, like, what holidays do the red envelope stuff? Okay, so I think that's another key difference. Uh, so I see you guys do exchange gifts for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's a quite rare thing in China, unless you really know the person so well, you know exactly what they may want, but have not gotten yet. 
so we just give each other money and for lunar new year is that for the yeah yeah so you put cash now you have digital version in a red envelope (laughs) and typically you give that to all of the kids um under age 18 or before they get a job um, for all the lunar new years and that's supposed to be like one of the greeting gifts or some specialities um that you can give to people you first met Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so is that is that only for new lunar new year? Most lunar new year, okay. yeah. Is that a lot more celebrated than like I would say Christmas is probably our biggest celebration in the lunar US, new year maybe. is mm-hmm. the biggest celebrated, okay. mostly in East Asia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, how do I, I'm I'm drawing like a mental parallel to like tipping for services in the u.s where the the convention for tipping is so different depending on what the service is like a waiter at a restaurant uh, a massage therapist someone who helps you with your luggage like we have different like values that we're supposed to give usually within like a range mm-hmm. so how how do people know like what amounts of money are appropriate to give in the red envelope I think that depends on how much you have. You have to do budget for this, right? <clears throat> so let's say if you are meeting all my nieces and nephews, think about how many of them are there. You do want to treat them more or less the equal and look at how much budget you, you can have for this exercise and just give them as much you can provide. Interesting. And also I think the good thing is that because it's actually reduced quite a bit of waste, right? Because especially yeah. for kids, if you buy them toys, it's, very likely to be hit or miss unless it's the kids you really know so well you know exactly what they would like and how it's going to be different last year to this year it's actually quite hard to actually find the perfect gift mm-hmm. for kids um but i think this if you give just give them money they'll find a use for it even for gifting between like adults it's easier to find a use for cash rather mm-hmm. than compared to a specific very specific item that you may or may not enjoy right do you remember something that you bought with your money that you were given like were you did you have a big purchase yeah so i was one of the better kids i just give <laughs> <laughs> give all my money pocket money to my parents nope. and then you they'll give me allowances on a regular basis okay yeah. yeah yeah i was a saver that's why i wondered i never so like if I actually received gifts, those were like my items. And if I ever received money, it went in my savings account, like mm-hmm. never touched it again. So Yeah, but I think it's, yeah, it's good to have an early education. You you know, this is some additional money and how would I do with it? Yeah. Would I spend it, invest it or save it? Yeah. Yeah. So do you do, do your parents still send you money for Mm-mm. Lunar New Year? No, no. Do you send them money? <laughs> no, <laughs> we haven't. Yeah. So, so that stops when you become an adult. Is that how that... Yeah. Once you oh, once okay. you can earn your own money, then that's going to stop. Gotcha. Yeah. So then it's just celebration mm-hmm. from there on. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite? What's your favorite way to celebrate the Lunar New Year? Like, if you were in China with your friends. Typically, it's almost for my family's every single year. It's more or less the same. Okay. We go out to a resort type of scenario, and then the adults just play mahjong. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, and the meals are being served, and we just finished two meals, and everybody celebrates after um, turn midnight, and everybody goes home. Okay, cool.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't expecting that with plain mahjong, but yeah, I'm from Chengdu, so that's a very common thing. That's the、okay. most leisurely sports everybody enjoys. Yep. Yeah, I mahjong's great. I've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I used to play when I was really young because it like came prepackaged with like、oh. computers back then.、Okay. It was、yeah. so weird. It was like there's solitaire and mahjong and like a pinball thing, and like <laughs> so I played a lot of mahjong because I didn't have you know racks of video games like I do now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say my only experience is online also, but mine is I didn't ever see it on my computer, but. To all of you who had webkins growing up, that was me. Webkins <laughs> online had a mahjong game. <laughs> so that's what I play. I think you guys would probably be pretty good at it. It's just numbers, combinations, right?、Mm-hmm. So how to make the perfect combination that you have the best chance of winning? I think I would need to study up strategy a little bit. When、mm-hmm. I was younger, I just <laughs> clicked. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun, like the four of us,、um, yeah, us three and Dan,、yep. to.、Um, Play mahjong because it's a four-player game.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,、uh, and that would help me learn so that when I I actually go to China, and visit <laughs> I'm sure my、Chen's、family parents, would be more than happy to teach you. Yeah, yeah there goes so much entertainment out of it. But I'd have a lot of fun if they didn't know that I'm already proficient with <laughs>、oh, mahjong、okay. and that、okay. I got to reveal that moment. Your superpower. Yeah. <laughs> He wants to impress them. No,、exactly. you don't want to win from the elders if you play. Oh, oh I won't win. So you're actually you try to try、me. to just try so hard that you think they think you are so into it, and then you lose by that hair <laughs> of opportunity. <laughs> so they get the money after playing. That was part of the plot of Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah, that, you, that was like it's kind of disrespectful if you actually yeah、mm-hmm. if you actually. Um, wing it against your、yeah. elders. It's another way to, you know, give them some money, <laughs> with them still being even more happier thinking about. Oh, they are master of the game. Still, they still got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually crazy. Which Asians came to my head when you said that, and like I was just picturing them playing it. Yeah. yeah. Final negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> On the mahjong table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well.、Um... Chen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a real treat having you here, and we hope to have you back as well. Let's do it. <laughs>